we're going to have friends. <laughs> and the way he said it was so finite, like this is happening, Bill. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times I've heard that in my life. This is happening, JJ. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves television, Judge and Jerry. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, those of us, those of you watching live, uh, anybody who's listening or watching after the fact, we appreciate that too. Uh, go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell notification buttons. Uh, it helps us grow the podcast, and we appreciate it. Tell a friend about us. Tell an en- enemy about us. Tell Fan Master eighty nine about us. It's his third appearance with us, so we appreciate Woo! that, friend. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell everybody you know. Come hang out with us while we talk about uh, tonight the third episode of the Last of Us television show. Um, man, I knew. Okay, so going in, like I leaned over to Casey five minutes into this episode, and I was like, "Look, I knew this one was gonna be." rough in that it was going to have some moments because i know a version of frank's or bill's story Ooh, they made this one even more rough than i thought they were gonna like they emotional did. damage yeah like straight up <laughs> but they started out what i've come to known as like the last of us being with joel being crabby ellie yeah. being snarky as snarky can be yeah um and then they just went for the jugular. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, about five minutes in. Yeah. Well, and to give you, like, to talk about that first, like, five, ten minutes, whatever it was, where we get Joel and Ellie, um, a couple of things that they pointed out. One, like you said, it was full ramped up Joel and Ellie. Like, yeah, it was great. And then. Picked over my butt. Yeah. <laughs> and then the. Yeah, that was great. It was such, like, she was on full Ellie duty, which was awesome. And then the, the other piece was, is it really leaned into like showing her dark side that you get pieces of in the game, but you don't get like, this was cool. Cause you got to see like full on sadistic. I yeah. Like it. testing her dark side, like with that whole runner in the basement, you're on mute, Matt. Sin. I had Tay start watching this and I was bringing her up to speed and she's like, this Ellie girl is like just a straight dick. And then like the whole, um, what you guys are just talking about, that zombie that was like in the the debris and her escapade with the knife and everything. And she's like, whoa, like what's wrong with this girl? I was like, ah. like she's like, are we supposed to hate her? I was like, maybe at the beginning, like yeah, she'll grow in you. But I was like, eh, right now, yeah, she's not looking real good. <laughs> She's been through some shit that yeah. we're sure we'll find out later, but uh, yeah, it's rough. We got some comments. Uh, yes, Fan Master, it's been renewed for season two, so that's good. Um, I'm still interested to see what they're going to do with with season two, how they're going to play that out. But uh, uh, obviously, Charles wants to make sure that this episode, so we can't wait to see if it's ginger proof. <laughs> Public demands to know. So. Well, I- I'll lean the question in, Matt. So was this episode ginger proofed? Look, my co-hosts already know. I texted them earlier today. I've actually talked to my boss about this and some people at my work. Uh, This episode seems to have made the rounds quite a bit, even before it came out, if I remember correctly. This is one of the best singular television episodes I have ever seen in my lifetime. 
very much Ginge approved, Charles. It was telemagic, or however you say that, not cinemagic, telemagic gold. Um, I, as JJ will talk about, I'm curious to see his opinion on the deviation. Clearly, I mean, the game didn't Mm -hmm. lean into this really at all. There was just some offhand comments um, from Bill about Frank and, and whatnot. And I think as JJ being our super fan will allude to probably maybe the, the best deviation he never knew that he needed. Uh, at least that's how I viewed it and really thankful. And there's just so much deep relationship stuff to talk about. Like I, I'll just say now, like Tay at the end of it, my, my wife was like, you can't die. Like you and Koa have to live forever. My boss, Alec, his, his fiance had the same conversation and his fiance like left the room and started crying. Like this episode definitely put you in the feels for sure. And I, I just, wasn't expecting it to go that deep, but I was very, very uh, happy. And I didn't know I needed that episode, but I'm glad we got it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to jump past that. So, Fan Master, I do see your, your question. I'll ask it later on. I want to answer that later. But to keep in with the the show, uh, yeah, Charles, 100% agree. Great hour of TV, better than many feature films. Look, yeah. emotionally, and I said this last week, like. Mason and uh, you know he's a writer and i'm telling you this guy wrote some hella tv and you know the uh, neil Druckmann, who wrote the video game he's a hell of a writer too but i loved his point in the after the show where he talks about you know there's some places where we knew we would want to just stick with what the game was and then we you know we also have the discussion if it can be better we're going to change it and to your point matt's and this was way better than i than we've seen when it comes to Bill and Frank. It's way better than I ever could have imagined. And I was the same way. Like, I mean, I was trying to make jokes because I was getting so emotional over this. Like, I leaned over, looked over at Casey. I was like, why can't you be more like Frank? Like, it was Because it was, like, so good, like, the, the relationship piece of this whole thing and being able to see those because you don't get that in the game. Like you said, Mattson, you get some comments and you and then you get a pretty emotional scene at the end of that particular level if you want to call it that i don't know that the last of us games really have levels per se but in that that portion of the game there is a a, an emotional moment where you learn that frank is no longer alive and so it's like very different than this played out but i thought man what a hell of a tv episode and and i was with you i was glued for an entire hour just going wow they really did really did bill and his character proud because the other thing about bill is he's one of my favorite characters in the game even though he's in it only in it for a little bit of a section but you just don't know enough about him so i just thought this was amazing like i love what they did with his story for sure how many times did you watch this jj because it's very heavy so i'm just curious did you watch it more than twice um i did i am up i watched it three times so i was and i guess technically i listened to it once today while i was working but it was on playing in the background, but I, I had a lot going on. So I heard bits and pieces of it, but it was just so, and I'll be honest, this was the best one multiple times too. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's a great episode. Alec, our resident, I haven't played the game. You're just watching this cause it's awesome. <laughs> JJ might know where I'm going with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not super romantic or in any way, shape or form, really emotional, but I was tearing up during this scene and when we're playing through or watching through. And then 
Uh, Oshi and I have been watching him kind of separately. She's been working late Sunday nights. Um, this time, however, I started a little bit late, so she kind of came in halfway through. We had to start over from a little bit. And I was still having my moment, and then freaking Oshi, she went and stepped in and said usually what I say, which is, I wonder if Bill's going to bury Frank in the same hole he found him in. <laughs> while they're having this beautiful moment and being oh, no. wrapping up the sequence that's what she drops and i was like you bastard <laughs> so the the whole emotional thing was kind of ruined for me a little bit but it was there sure. for a wonderful bit of tv yeah yeah i know i i'll tell you it was an interesting thing because the whole episode knowing well, and just to kind of fill you in, Alec, on the game piece, I know you've watched pieces of it and whatnot, but, like, you go through this whole town with Bill, his town, and you're trying to find a, a battery, and you don't find it where you think you're going to find it, but you run into this house, and you find this truck, and it's got the battery installed in it. Turns out that Frank had gone and got this battery that they were talking about, that Bill and he were talking about getting, installed it in this truck, and was trying to get it running or whatnot and he got bit and he hung himself um and you'll see this tomorrow when i play live but yeah so and that's that's and then you find a letter that he wrote to bill about you know very similar kind of to the one that bill wrote to joel at the end of this episode but like it's yeah it was one of those things where i was watching it going oh my gosh okay so frank just asked bill to help him in his his uh commitment not not alive so we don't get busted by youtube um and then we're watching this and i'm like wow is he gonna help him and then have to live that's rough and then of course like i laughed like and then cried a little bit when he's like was there already pills in that bottle he's <laughs> enough to take down a horse <laughs> i was <laughs> like good for you bill good for you um yeah it was great i you know and i just thought there couldn't be a better because the TV show I don't think would have benefited from the play out the way that the game does. Like the game, you get all this dialogue between Bill and Joel and Ellie. Like it's just this two snarky individuals with Bill and Bill and Ellie going at each other and Joel just going, Will you two shut up so we can get out of this town alive? And so this just really adds a whole nother level of not only Bill and Frank, but the world that we're going through, right? That we're watching like how dire and unfortunate everything is around us. And then you get this really cool separation of these two people that by all accounts should have never met. And then they have this wonderful love story that goes through just the worst possible time to find each other and live a life, but they make the most of it. Like, I think the thing that got me the best was that strawberry scene. Like where Bill's like giggling, giggling like a little child at the strawberries. Like I thought, he was all pissed because he's like, you gave away one of my guns. Which gun? Then he, then he gets all giggly because it's strawberries. Oh, I loved it. Like, that moment was so cool to me. It was so Ron Swanson. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't help think about that a couple of times. I turned to Tay earlier, and I was like, this is the role Swanson was born to play. And thankfully, he's the same actor. I was like, this is exactly who he always wanted to be. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, For those beautiful. that have seen Parks and Rec, that's Parks the Rec. the reference we're making there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they killed it. I tell you, my favorite part of that whole sequence was when they have their little fight um, mm -hmm. out in the street. 
you know, because mm-hmm. relationships have problems. So it wasn't all fun sure. and games and uh, stuff like that. So they showed that aspect. Um, but especially such a kind of real argument that I think people would have during this time where Frank's like, we need friends. Like we're going to host dinner parties and, you know, get the world back to normal kind of thing. And Bill's there going, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Like there are no friends. There's nobody left. <laughs> it's just you and me hanging out in our town. Yeah. And I was like, I like Bill. Bill and me, we're on the same mind wave. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, and I love too that like Frank's reaction to it was, no, I'm going to do this and I'm going to rebuild the boutique. A building yeah and he's like just a boutique and he starts going off like three more three other buildings some other shops rebuild. and yeah <laughs> if you say resource management so help me <laughs> <laughs> oh god i love it and then he just randomly invites joel and tess to dinner <laughs> yeah yeah that's great like yeah i met him on the radio yeah hilarious gray welcome Thanks again for joining us. Good to have you here as always. Um, I will say that one thing, like, so when I first started the episode and we didn't know that it was going to end the way that it did, there was a point like when, when Bill goes out and like the Raiders come not long after Joel and, uh, and uh, Tess were there and he warns them of the Raiders and they come and he's out there standing in the middle of the road. Like, first of all, those flamethrowers were badass. Like, this is amazing. I was like, cause I it was like, what the hell is he refurbishing grinders for? And then, yeah, they lit up and I'm like, what are they going to do? What? Like you can avoid that. I mean, I get Ooh, it from scary. the zombies, but <laughs> the, the humans. And then all of a sudden the flames, I was like, son of a bitch. That's cool. And then, but it was like this whole moment where the, one of the big things with the game is that uh, Joel talks about Bill owes him a huge favor. And so I kept wondering, where's this favor going to come from? And I thought him getting shot. I'm like, oh, they're going to call uh, what's-her-face in, or, you know, Joel and, and Tess, and they'll come later and save him or whatnot. And then turns out they don't really need the favor, you know, how it all works out. But, um, yeah, it was just a crazy scene, that whole thing. But there was just so much – it was all over the place, but it was so good. Like, there's just so much to talk about. But we got some great comments. Great. We're going to have friends. <laughs> And the way he said it was so finite, like, this is happening, Bill. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times I've heard that in my life. This is happening, JJ. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Charles, how about the scene with people trying to take over their property? So intense. Yeah, it really was. Like, yeah, amazing. Not only from Bill's side. And he was just so confident about, well, if the flamethrowers don't get him the fence well. So he's just laying down. Got a gunshot, but he's cool. But yeah, I would have never stayed there. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, yeah. I really enjoyed that they and they said this in the end of the episode, like the how it was made or whatever. But they talked about how I I loved how they made this the passage of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right, we take about thirty minutes to go through this story, and they cover the span of seventeen twenty years um, to show kind of everything that's happened, but using them as the focal point. Yeah, so I thought it was a awesome it's a good way to move the story along without actually moving it along mm-hmm. well and watching the city the town get old too like you could see the background the houses across the street start to dilapidate here and there like it's a really cool passage of time if you paid attention but mm-hmm. it was hard to pay attention to some of that stuff because i was so fixated on these two guys that are just living their life loved it yeah 
fam master we don't have any friends oh and i love that i was just gonna say i love the letter at the end where he just just oh. just <laughs> sucker punches joel in the face he's like i never liked you. you're like oh yeah. man even in death he's still just like bah, you suck <laughs> it was very reminiscent of frank's letter to bill in the game like he's kind of a dick to him he's like i love you but i didn't really like you very much and then <laughs> but like was kind of the gist so yeah it was really cool how they transitioned that um, I will say I agree with Rick Gray, too. I, I didn't expect Nick Offerman to legitimately make me ball like a baby. I love it. Yeah. I, I just think of Offerman as this goofball with his big mustache. So I never, like, picture him as this, like, awkward – I mean, awkward, yes, but, like, lacking confidence and, you know, just this loving dude that takes – puts turns his whole life into protecting this – the person that he loves, I, it's, it's Nick Offerman for the win, for sure. Charles, how about the set design of the series? Yep, Marvel needs to step up their game. That's for sure. I mean, one one show and you get outrageous amounts of passage of time through buildings around the house. I'm curious, Charles, what do you mean by that? Like, I think the luxury that The Last of Us has is, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, I forgot to watch the last little thing that they show after the credits. I'm assuming Last of Us is pretty much practical effects, obviously, except for the zombies, but like the the town we were just in, I'm assuming it was like a neighborhood or something that they either built or commandeered for the purposes of, of filming this, which they didn't have to use a lot of green screen and... I still just think it looks better. I mean, it just by definition and it's, it's hard to beat that. And even we see a lot of these newer movies, green screen, a, a background that the actors over. And we've, you, I've talked about this. Charles definitely knows I'll hint, I'll hit movies hard for that because it just doesn't look as good as the real thing, in my opinion. And I think the last of us has still done a great job leaning into these environments, distressing them, showing the wear and tear, but expertly applying cgi when and where it needs to be but not over the top yeah so they are using a little green screen but they are using a lot of practical for the close-ups they're even using practical for the zombies and they're touching it up yeah, with some of the cgi yeah. um the the other piece that they haven't talked about yet i'm which i'm surprised of is and this is me hearing I believe that they're using a version. They can't use Disney's, obviously, but like they're using a version of that uh, set that, like, the Mandalorian designed and created, where it's a dome and it's got some really cool AI technology that finishes the. It's like video game stuff um, that finishes some of the scene design. And but I think they're using a version of that, which has helped with some of like the bigger, like Boston. Uh, the broken down rundown Boston and and probably as we move on further into some of that, just because of the amount of, of scenery that they have to put in to make that make sense. So um, it's there, but then <laughs> Charles does have a good point. How about this? Oh wait, I already did that one. It's this one. The attention to detail seems like they're really nailing all the little details. I agree. Even if you have the best CGI in the world, if you're not paying attention to the little stuff. And I think that's where a lot of CGI effects fall short is they want it to be cool and wow they want to go huge go big or go home right but it's the little things that we start to notice like the for me it was the background every time they stepped out of their house there was new there were more paint breakdown on the houses around it and dust on the windows and like that grimy where you can't quite see through it but you still know it's a window kind of thing the levels of the deterioration just got better and better 
throughout time. Um, so it was really, really an interesting transition there. Yeah. I wish we could show the, uh, the screenshot I sent you guys of the, that guy holding the, what the, is it called? No, it's mushrooms up to his <laughs> eyes. Yeah. And then it like shows uh, in the packet on his eyes, like then one of the clickers and then it yelling at you. I was like, oh man, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. It's pretty funny. The stuff people come up with. Um, yeah, great. Look forward to the behind the scenes after the series ends. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited to see. I look, I know what's coming, and that's the at least portions of what's coming. And they, that's the funny part. So people have no idea what this game is. I was talking to some people at work today, and they were talking about they they're like, "This was a rough episode. It was very sad." And I'm like, "You have no idea. Like, <laughs> we we just barely scratching the surface on the emotional." level of of heartbreak and like did this really just happen that this show is going to bring if they bring even a portion of what we know is going to happen over the next few episodes it's just bonkers or scares because alec you got lucky that this was just a nice episode and sad why do you think i liked it so much don't worry they're they're (laughs) coming for you no don't like it no more of that please Famaster, that's because she's watching on Facebook. So we're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. So the comments will only show in the comments of whatever platform. That's why we put them up on the screen, which from wherever they're coming from. Yeah, Master, I think you're making it difficult, JJ, because you, you're our definite number one speculative fan and talking <laughs> about things in the future. And yeah. JJ's tried to commit to talking about that less for now. Yeah, that's I. I keep looking at him, going, man, he's got some great points, but I can't talk about that because we're not there. But yet, maybe, so. Fanmaster, you come tomorrow while he's playing yeah. live, and you you want to you want to tinker on some of that. That's that's. Uh, I'm sure Jay will just talk to you about that then. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, great, a good point. Druckman did say this episode was the largest de- deviation in the series, um, which definitely was huge deviation. And I think the only other deviation that we've seen that looks like it might be really big is somewhere in the future with the two new characters um, where Joel and her Ellie are talking to him. And he's like, you know, what's the best way to get West? And the guy goes, go East. (laughs) And then uh, she's like, you can't scare us. And he goes, uh, she goes, scared him, you know, or whatever. So that those characters don't exist in the game. So I'm very looking forward to what they'll bring to it. But I think, from here on out, you'll see a lot of similarity to the game, especially next. this next episode should be very interesting. And to uh, <laughs> Charles's point, one of the jump scares coming back, all for Alec. <laughs> you'll, you'll probably Thanks, have Charles. Some, if not this, so I think this coming episode, you'll probably have less jump scares and more just tense moments. Oh, um, those, are, those are almost as bad as jump scares. But the one after that, I think episode uh, five will probably have massive amounts of jump scares, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. It appears that I am coming down with some sickness. I should take two weeks off. Yeah. Uh, and Fan Master talking about episode three comments. We can do that all day long because um, that's what we're here for. So, yeah, it was Good episode. Sorry, Alec. What were you about to say, buddy? Oh, I was just gonna say I really still like the world building that they're putting in. Because mm. um, mm-hmm. even though this was all about Bill and Frank's story and a way to kind of give a you know secondary character a lot of backstory, do a passage of time, 
in the few moments we got with Ellie and Joel, they still give so much world building where we kind of figure out now once again um, where this all started. We can see just how much Fedra has taken over in terms of uh, brainwashing the populace now to where they only are teaching kids what they want them to know to try and move past this and get some semblance of what they believe order should be. Um, and we even have the moments where Ellie, you know, shows that she does not have a life outside of this kind of QZ time. She gets inside a truck for the first time. There's no clue what's going on. <laughs> or she points out the airplane, you know, it's like, oh, wow. Did you ever fly in one of those? And Joel gives the answer that we all would give middle seat, pay $12 for a sandwich. Like it's bullshit. She's like, dude, you were in the sky. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's that kind of cool realization of, oh, yeah, like I got to experience a lot of things that this kid probably never will, um, but has heard about or seen or read about, um, which I thought was pretty cool. And so great that they are able to make it flow as seamlessly as they are. Yeah. Ellie effectively put me in my place because as soon as Joel said that, I was like, she started in and I'm like, yeah, and it's I'm glad that shit got went away because I hate <laughs> flying. And then he was like, yeah. <laughs> she's like but you got to go in the air and i'm like shit you're right (laughs) it's pretty cool when you think about it from that perspective but uh i still don't want to fly anymore um then yeah and gray brings up the point that i was just about to you transition from the mass grave to the woman and the baby so you see this mass grave and i think that's the other thing that i'm really appreciating this show for and something that they did in the games that they don't shy away from the hard visuals too. Like a lot of times TV shows, movies that have like, especially, you know, the world ending kind of thing um, that are happening. Like you see skeletons and bodies, but they're always adults. They're always, you know, or the bodies you see are always bad guys or a couple of good guys that you're like, I don't even know who they are, but this show and the game, like really lean into the fact that there's the world's not just made up of, adults and bad guys that are part of this conflict right it was there were children there were babies and and that you're you're right gray that cut i was like oh god they actually showed these people in alive and i was like what a hard visual to realize how difficult this world is and how quickly everything can change and you know it's nasty out there so i thought that was great and i there's some visuals coming that i hope they don't lean away from either that came in the game so Looking forward to that. Yeah, fan master. I love it. Can I have a gun? No. Okay. I'll just throw my sandwich. <laughs> on on that gun note though, I'm glad he typed that in. How she found the gun and my details are fuzzy in the game. Is that reminiscent of how she comes across the gun in the game, or is that just something they added entirely themselves? Yeah, that's something they added later. And I think it makes I think I see where they're going with the show, um, for when that'll happen. And and so it makes a lot more sense her having it now versus how she gets it in the game. But yeah, very different. Okay. Yeah. And that's all I'll say about that. Cause otherwise I start walking into some spoilers and we'll see how it goes. Cause I've been wondering like if they were going to play that out, how they do in the game. Cause it's, it's a weird, the way she gets the gun. It's very, very different. So I did think I did like that. That's how she got it. Um, and the only reason she doesn't get one like that in the game is because Frank and Joel are watching her or Bill and Joel are watching her like Hawk when they're in Bill's compound. So it's, yeah, she didn't really have time to swipe one. So the fact that she did have time in this 
Yeah, we're a big thing. Um, yeah, Gray. I love that you could see in Pedro's face as, as Joel that he could see things weren't quite right. Yeah, obviously he'd been there and he knew that mm, something's off. You know what I mean? And then you get there and the town's empty and the house is quiet and empty and it's just very off. I will say that the last Hours are dead. Yeah, well, and I I will say that the last scene, so there's like this that shot of them driving off in the truck in the open window in the room that they're in. It's very reminiscent of a shot at the end of the second game that I was like, oh, shit. That's an interesting, like, foreshadowing type shot. And it's not that there's anything similar that happens. It's just that, like, that shot of an open window of somewhere that's being left behind, um, whether good or bad reasons, it's – the and then watching whoever's leaving through that window leave where they're leaving. It was a very interesting choice for the show because they they've mimicked that in one of the games. So I thought that was pretty cool. Fame master also brings up the point that I noticed too. Ellie and Joel are finally wearing the original game outfits in the end um, after getting that change of clothes. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. That was, I was like, yeah, now we're talking. These are like, these are the clothes. And I love that, like, in you, you know, the other thing that I, was very interesting and made me smile is when they start pulling the boxes out of the closet of all the clothes and stuff. And you see there's like women's clothes, sizes, blah, blah. I was like, you know, Frank was bored and was going through the boutique and just going, we're going to have friends, damn it. And I'm going to have clothes for him to wear <laughs> and gifts and shit like that. So it was just, I thought that was a really cool like point out to the fact that they're still leaning into like Frank and who he was and, and things like that. And then you move into the bunker and you see Bill's part of the world where it's just like, and even Ellie made out the point. She's like, there's a whole wall of them. <laughs> no, nah, I don't think Joel took enough. That's all I'm saying. That bit, truck bed is pretty big. You could fit quite yeah. a bit in there. <laughs> yeah. I think you should have taken more. I totally are we gonna show Fan Master's last comment? Because I yeah, totally we, I totally thought that this was gonna happen when Oh did you? That well the window scene. Oh my gosh. Like I would when at the end when they were, yeah. you know, like panning through and I was trying to start to cover Tay's face because she wasn't about getting scared mm. at that point. And yeah, Fan Master, I was totally I was like, Oh, some they're gonna pop up, something's gonna happen, like, oh like totally felt that was going down hundred percent. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't. I think it would have messed with the the feeling of it, but yeah, I, I'm with you. There was a moment when I didn't think it would Casey's out the same thing. She's like, it's a good thing they didn't open that door. Cause uh, are we about to see him? I'm like, no, I hope not. I'm sure Alec was happy. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Didn't even cross my mind. So thanks for the new nightmares. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> the, the one thing with this episode, I, Five minutes. I wasn't. It's not that I was bummed, but I I wanted more. You know, like the Indonesia scenes, and I. It's mm. not that maybe we'll get that later, but man, when they were doing the flashback, when they he was talking about the people that were killed, I thought that they were gonna like go real back to like kind of ground zero and give me more. Because as we talked about last time, I hope I just still hope we get a little bit more of that backstory. I want that. Like I'm. I really would love to see that. I know we don't need it per se, but I've already seen a little bit of it. And that's what I, I really want that. Yeah. Yeah. I won't lie. I'm, I'm addicted to that piece of it. Um, so I hope we get more too, because, 
and I really wanted more. I did like the little flashback that we got, but I actually wanted them to take it a step further and see a little bit more of the shitty things that Fedra were doing. You know what I mean? They talked about them, and I get it was a little much if you go that far, but at the same time, like I think they could have done it to really drive home that point of Fedra in some like QZs are not good. Now there's a juxtaposition coming if in season two, if they go with uh, game two as season two, where not all the QZs were that bad because of Fedra, but Boston certainly was one of them where it was. Uh, <laughs> we got some, got some great uh, comments here. So, Charles, minor issue. I thought it, saying it was ten miles west of Boston seemed far fetched, uh, based off how the it area looked like looked. where I live in Washington. I was like, Boston don't look like that. Yeah, you you got to get a little further than ten miles out of Boston <laughs> to get that kind of greenery. But but it's not. I mean, maybe like twenty miles. There are you do start. I mean, I mean, I've been there. It looked it looked like Washington, Portland country to me. There, I think that's what Charles is saying. Sure. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. The East Coast is pretty green. You just got to get the right place. And there's so many huge cities, huge metropolitan areas like Boston that aren't that lush and green surrounded by houses. But there's neighborhoods in Massachusetts like that near Boston that that, that look like that. But it's not 10 miles out of Boston, I don't think. Um, great. <laughs> I was worried Ellie might still have the magazine. I was relieved she didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alec, you laughed. You know the the magazine joke. Oh, she told me the magazine joke. Yeah, yeah. Since I'm assuming we won't get it, we might get it at the beginning of next episode. So maybe I'm ruining some shit, but I'm willing to ruin it. There's a so Bill, um, <laughs> in his bunker, he tells Ellie like three times, "Don't touch anything. Don't touch my stuff. Don't." And then they get in the truck and they're driving away. And as they're driving down the road, Ellie's in the back seat of the truck. Um, Cause it's not a little S 10 that they're in, in the game. It's like a, like a Silverado, I think. But anyway, so she's in the back seat of the truck and she opens up this magazine. Well, it's like a Playgirl or something. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a dirty magazine and she's looking at it and she goes, she says, Oh, I think your friend's going to miss this or something. And Joel leans. It's really one of the funnier moments in the game. And Joel leans, looks back and sees her look. He's like, Oh, Ellie shouldn't be looking at that. And she goes, how do you walk around with that thing? And then, like, she says, like, makes some joke about, like, she's looking out the window. And she goes, oh, why are these pages all sticking together? And Joel's like, uh, uh, and he's like, I'm just, she goes, I'm just fucking with you, dude. And throws the, the magazine out the window. It's a really funny scene because it's, I, she's a 14 year old kid. Like, it's not surprising that some shit like that would happen especially knowing Ellie, like she's not afraid of it. But I thought I was wondering the same thing. And I still am not convinced we won't see something like that at the beginning of next episode. Cause just like what Gray was talking about, it's fine for episode four, but it wouldn't have fit with the mood of this <laughs> episode. Yeah, that would have been out of character for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So great comments here too, but uh, let's, we had a couple, I'm way behind on them. Um yeah, tell us more. You imagine probably Alec or Ian will be live. Yes, I'm sure these guys will be joining us. I will uh, be here this time. Nice, great. Yeah, last episode, the the scientist, the mycologist, she was it was terrifying to watch this scientist go from 
you know, what's happening to, yeah, just blow everything up because, and then I'm going to go be with my family. I was rough. Yeah, it's the scene I want to, I want to see what happens after that. I hope we get to see it. Yeah, me too. I hope we get to see some of the bombing that could, that would be interesting. Uh, Charles, 100% in one shot. I thought I saw a few hills. That's, <laughs> that is fair. I did look at that and go, that's a little rolling for Massachusetts period. Like you don't get that until sometimes in North, Northern upstate New York, but you know, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. In the game, Ellie and Bill are arch enemies. That is fair. Like they have a very cantankerous relationship. Um, well, Bill so, yeah. doesn't like people. It's fair. Certainly 14 year old girls that he thinks are infected with the bomb. Did I say anything about bomb? I don't remember. I don't know either. I wouldn't surprise me. All right. What a fun episode. It really a, well, it was okay. Sad fun episode. was probably the wrong word. <laughs> what a great it was episode. a good episode. Yeah, yeah. impactful. Yeah. I had to was... say like for showing a uh a male to male relationship. I mean, I I was just really impressed with the just taking something that some people could say is is not normal, different or something, and just showing that there's equality in a lot of relationships and just telling a story and making people feel emotions on something that is not maybe traditional, but it was it was just really beautifully done. And I just remember the episode ending and just really taking stock of relationships that I had in my life. And I think that's just impactful acting, impactful storytelling. And it doesn't matter uh, if it's what was on screen. They, it was just so well written and I was really impressed and I did not expect that. And again, I, my expectations for this show are continuing to rise to scary heights at this point where, but they're living up to it. So I'm just going to keep leaning in. Yeah. I agree. And I will say, I didn't, I didn't even think to bring that up, but, and it's well, something that the game does too, is it, it gives a lot of representation to the LGBTQ community, which I think is Breaks amazing. Barriers. And they don't treat, it's just a relationship. And I think that's beautiful. I mean, we've talked on this podcast a few times where I get salty. Cause it's like, stop acting like it's weird. It's just people having a relationship. And if we treat it that way, then people stop being weird about it. You know what I mean? And that's this, the, the conversation when they <laughs> when Frank's like, look, I'm not a what does he say? A whore. I'm not a slut. Mm-hmm. Or what I'm not. I don't have sex for lunch. Like <laughs> I was like, that's a great line. What a what a great line. He's like, so I'm going to stay for a few days and we'll see how things go. Well, I don't know. That was a really good lunch. Yeah, like... that's fair, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say the Arby's it. line is directly out of the game. Just not him saying it, but like he's like when he's like, I'm not a, it's not a free lunch. I'm not Arby's. He's like Arby's was a restaurant. Like, <laughs> I don't think they had free lunch. Yeah, this is a great one too. Um, Char, I love this. Love the episode. Five flamingos out of five. <laughs> Off to see Violent Night now. Uh, keep up the great work, everyone. Violent Night is a great movie. If you haven't watched it, go check out our review of it on uh, wherever you find fine podcasts. Thanks for the plug there, Charles. And then he followed it up with it orders. 92 flamingos. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Charles is my guy. That guy's hilarious. Um, Ian, welcome, Ian. Where's the play through the game, JJ? I haven't watched this episode, but looking forward to it after hearing your review. Uh, yeah, you got to watch it, man. It's so good. And the uh, playthrough will be tomorrow. You should come join us again and hang out uh, tomorrow, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. 
8 p.m. Eastern, and I just got back from Central, so still fuck that place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after you got stranded yeah. on that plane for a little bit, man, screw them. I hate it. Screw Central. I, if you're from Central Time, I love you. Just not your time zone. Um, so yeah, and it's not. It's it's an it's a conscious, unbiased or very biased problem that I have with the Central Time. But and JJ will talk more spoilers tomorrow. Ian has the same. Yeah, we will. Ian has the same problem that I do because <laughs> I did this the other night when we were recording the movie podcast. Todd, it's still Monday. It is. I you know, the days all bleed together right around these times. So. Um, with that, man, guys, it's I think it's time to wrap up. There's a lot to talk about on this episode, and we talked a lot. It's been fun. It's been a hard episode, but I it all every episode gets better and better, which I think is something you have, I haven't seen in a TV show maybe ever, where every single episode has been better than the last. Um, and like you said, Matt, and it gives me hope for the rest of the show, and hopefully they continue to just knock it out of the park. So. Alec, any final thoughts from you, buddy, before we move along? No, I think uh, you said it pretty well. It's doing a fantastic job. And excited to hear it's got a season two. Mm-hmm. We are we are greenlit for season two. I would have been blown away if they hadn't. But we now we know it's official. Probably be another two-year wait before we see season two. But, hey, if it's this good, I'll wait for it. I just, I don't know. I hope they don't jump right to game two. That's my only hope. But I won't be mad if they do. I think I'll just be disappointed that we don't get to see some of the filler. But all right, Alec, before we hop off, it's time for you to tell everybody where they can find us when they're not watching us live, buddy. <laughs> Happy to. Uh, thank you for tuning into The Last of Us, episode three. This was quite a tearjerker. Easily a better love story than Matson and Sunscreen, which if you haven't yet, go check out our CC and D episodes on YouTube where we cover some cool, crazy, and dumb shite. Got you, JJ. Personally, I believe the world would be a better place if there are more Franks in the world and less. Try to think of someone else to make fun of here. Matt's going to leave the podcast. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> Read the wrong part there. That's on me, guys. Uh, anywho, if you're enjoying the pod and the content we put out, you can find us everywhere. And I mean everywhere. Stitcher, Ghana, Apple Podcasts, and the Tube of You, where you can see or listen to us ramble about all sorts of movies and TV shows. Uh, we are also branching into the live streaming area, where our very own gamer JJ is currently playing through The Last of Us in tandem to the show. The show episodes are live on Mondays, with the streams being live on Tuesday evenings. If that is too much info to keep in your brain box, an easy way to keep track is to just subscribe to our channels and hit that bell notification and let us remind you. We are also on Patreon, and special thanks to our current patron, Black and White and Four Thirds Aspect Ratio. We appreciate you changing your Patreon request very much, and like the lineup of movies you have chosen for February. Joining us on Patreon will allow you access to voting rights as well as listen as well as uh listen votes yes 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 mm-hmm. so if you tire of charles picks join us there and take pack control of what's our verdict content from the one and only charles with that being said i will send it back to the satchel of slug jack dunn's baby jj oh you, you paid me back for all those spit takes <laughs> i almost had some iced tea come out my nose right there yes. that was a great one uh yeah, Fanmaster, it's it's about that time. We've been going for 43 minutes, which is longer than most of our TV episodes. So uh, but with that, yeah, tune in tomorrow night. I'll be playing. It'll be a longer episode because I got two episodes worth of the game to play. So uh technically it's two full missions, but it's gonna be it's gonna be good times, I think. Lots of spoiler talk, lots of game talk. 
and you get to see how it matches up and uh, watch Alec get some jump scares out of the <laughs> the museum of Boston. Um, no, I, I think happen. we can skip that one, right? Nah. It's been a couple. We can skip it. I think we can skip it. Nah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> so uh, as always with that, we appreciate you tuning in and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you on the next one. Whoa. What? Hasta la vista, baby. Cinematic out.